No, no matter what he does, he can't get rid of Scott Brooks. He can't escape. <laughs> oh boy, you know you never shake me. Who, darling? Cause you'll always be always my be Brody. Love it. I can't, I can't believe I'm saying that. It is I'm so excited. It is weird. It is weird. It's just a, being excited about the Knicks. It's just the world we live in right now, man. It's good. Honestly, it gives me good feels. It gives me good up is down. Knicks are good. Cats are friends with dogs. But mass hysteria. By the way, do not watch that movie. I tried to watch it on HBO. I was like, I think I could get through it. It took me 10 minutes and I'm like, I hate this. I, well, I know that, but I don't know what. Oh, cats? Yeah, cats. Oh, that's what. Yeah, yeah. cats. It's it's uh, so frightening. The the yeah, cockroaches never, and I've the never, mice have faces. I've never yeah. ever had less interest in seeing a film than that. I heard so like I, the only reason I did it was because there was an episode of This American Life where the lady was like they thought she was being ironic, but she actually like genuinely loved the movie and like it was this woman and her son who like loved the movie and the husband was just like I can't I'd never seen it. They're always singing the fucking songs. So he then just was like, all right, fine, I'll see it with you. Just like being a supportive husband and then they recorded him they're like what do you think he's like it's actually pretty good and i was just like there's no fucking way but i gotta see it now <laughs> uh, what is your favorite uh what's your favorite musical movie like like hamilton was an excellent musical i saw that live i still don't know if it's my favorite but it, it was incredible um we actually had but we had a draft my friends and i had like uh we do like a topic-based draft where we do like a snake order draft and we get to pick like our top five picks um and we did like musical movies in particular i think i picked uh, fuck what did i pick i know west side story is up there for sure um but like musical based movie fuck there was one in particular nikki probably has an answer off the top oh, of his sure. head so i'll let him nikki nikki's the, the, the sorry your favorite uh your favorite musical movie not like a a specifically musical like but like musical movie, right. like Hamilton does not does no. not count because, because it is not, actually a musical. Right. Yes, it's not like a oh. movie. Like, well, I yeah. mean, the greatest musical of all time is just a movie. It's Tenacious D. And okay, I was just about to say that. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Long ass fucking time ago. It's fucking great. I, I think I think mine is going to be simultaneously shocking to you guys, and also in no way surprising. <laughs> I love those. If you'd like to venture a guess, I'll let you take a guess. Otherwise, I'll just tell you. I don't care. But um, is it Grease too? I do love Grease. It is not Grease too. I've never I seen Grease, Grease too, too, but I can't imagine I it's Grease good. Too. I do love Grease. That's very high on the list. Uh, but my favorite musical movie of all time is a little little flick called Mamma Mia. I was. Ju- I just said that. I just said that. Yeah, he I did it. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Mamma Mia. I'm sorry. It's I fantastic. The first one's great. The second one is laughably bad but i have watched i did not see the uh, second one is somehow good but like terrible but it's one of those it's so bad it's good it's just like such a ridiculous premise at all points in time you're like fuck i am enjoying how stupid that's how how i enjoy grease 2 like grease 2 is objectively a bad movie but it's like it's exactly michelle pfeiffer which as as the as the listeners know your boy's a big fan to this day big fan of michelle pfeiffer i I don't know we must have talked about that years ago but that is something about you that has stuck with me that you that you love michelle pfeiffer michelle pfeiffer i've had a major crush on michelle pfeiffer for years to this day to this day she's like 70 i'd still marry her dude is she she 70 she uh, she has to be be. because like pacino's like 70 pacino's probably like 85 yeah but let's see 
Pacino is forever. That man, dude. Michelle Pfeiffer is only sixty-two, oh, and word? let me tell you, oh, that's even Michelle Pfeiffer. Fantastic news is looking. That is a hot sixty-two, dude. I don't care what anybody says. That is an attractive a, woman. She's age an objectively beautiful woman, and she's ageless. That's why I like Grease too so much because it's like, it's like twenty, like early twenties Michelle Pfeiffer, like pre Batman Michelle Pfeiffer, pre actually this might have been pre uh, Scarface Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm pretty sure it has to be. I would imagine because Scarface is 19. I have this uncanny ability to like tell you the year that every movie came out. Um, and uh, because Scarface, let's see, Greece was 78, so Scarface is 83. So I'm guessing Greece 2 is probably in between those. Greece 2 is probably 1980. I mean, I look, I don't know when Greece 2 came out because, like, yeah, see, Greece 2. I'm googling, I'm so fascinated. Yeah, but I'm the tops. If you search uh-huh. Grease 2, people also ask, why is Grease 2 so bad? <laughs> uh, Grease 2 came out in 1982, so just a Ooh. year before Scarface. Okay, that checks out. Oh. That checks out. Yeah, that's like, yeah. I'm trying to think of other musical based movies because, like, yeah, Tenacious D was on my list. Uh, musical based movies. Do Disney, I mean, Disney movies count, obviously. I'll, well, yeah, there's a bunch of great ones. There's a lot. I, I feel I mean, like look, it was overplayed, but Frozen was great. Yeah, Frozen was that was a more recent Frozen's one. Solid. Frozen's a good movie. It's a fun movie to watch, but it is was I heard those songs way too often. Same I thing feel with like, uh, Moana. Sorry. Moana's my shit. No, Yo, Moana's my shit, Moana's dude. A good movie. Uh, a a good couple movie. years ago, I went on a boys trip to Florida with uh, like my uh, like three closest friends, and uh, my friend Brad played. You're welcome. Probably forty <laughs> times yeah. on that trip. Uh, so there was a there was um, a day in the office a couple years ago where like I don't know why, but I was just listening to Disney soundtracks, and it was it took every ounce of power that I had in me not to just like scream, s- sing the fucking Moana song, and they'll find me. No, I know. Oh man, I felt that shit dude. Wow. in my in my heart. I was like, I just want everybody to know that I'm listening to Moana right now. <laughs> I just want to just fucking <laughs> arms out and everything. I was ready. Ugh. Fucking oh, love that wow. shit. I really do. That's beautiful, God, truly. And with that, karaoke so welcome. We will. I love how we started talking about basketball and went straight into musicals. <laughs> I mean, I get the New York connection because it's the next what a, what but, a podcast. <laughs> what a podcast. <laughs> welcome to NBA, the podcast that tries to talk NBA shit, but mostly just talk shit. Uh, like I said, about musicals and movies, Disney, all that wonderful yeah. stuff. I'm your host, Nikki Kiles, a.k.a. Hip hop, Horace Grant. Horace Grant. I got my brother from the same mother, my co host, Jay. Did I ever tell you that he and I get our haircut at the same place? Horace Grant? Yeah, yeah no. dude. Well, the place that I used to before quarantine, before the pandemic, but like, yeah, the place mm-hmm. by the office that I used to go to, he just walked in one day. They were like, What's up, Horace? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? This is the same place like Trubisky gets his haircut there. Like James Shield was sitting literally right next to me one time getting his haircut. I didn't realize it was, it was him. And then he finished getting his haircut. We're just like talking baseball and talking about the White Sox. Then he puts his hat on and I'm like, you're James Shields. He's like, yeah. I'm like, honestly, I couldn't recognize you without a hat on. <laughs> like, just, Your face only Dude. makes sense to me with a baseball hat on baseball does the worst job of marketing their stars. Like I could see Mike Trout in person and have no, no, no. idea. And he's never, like, the great, like arguably the greatest baseball player of all time. Second. If, base, I ever, if I saw Mike Trout out in the world, I would just be like, 
man, that is a large man. Anyways, 100%. and just keep moving on with my life. Yeah, 100%. dude, same, same. Hundred percent. Anywho, would never ever. Think uh, about this him. is your boy Jake Elas, aka Julius Randallbar Mustache. I realized that I spelled that weird, and I was reading it. And I was like, that's not right. It's not Julian. Yeah, you put Julian. I was, I was, yeah, I'm in a weird headspace right now. Well, to be fair, Nikki kicked you off. That's so true. You had to come back That's on. true. So I wrote you, it right. You, the your first, first one was, first one was correct. I'll give you. Three. Yes, that is true. And we welcome back our brother with less melon and our co-host Tad. Hey, I'm happy to be back. Sorry for missing uh, last weekend. Uh, or last week, I should say, because this comes out on Mondays. So technically, yeah. it's the week. Yeah. Uh, but what's up? It's Tad, aka Lamarck Gasaldridge. Okay, okay, I see you. I'm good with it. It's fine. Yeah, you know, I like it. I'm gonna be I honest. Like I cannot take credit for that. A uh, guy, a friend of a friend who I, I follow on Twitter. That is his, not his like Twitter at, but that is his like his Twitter name. So. I took that from him, but I was like, oh, that's good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to take, you know, a ton of credit for that, but I was like, that's too good to pass up, especially as I've been doing this whole, like, little, like, combining names thing. I was like, that's a pretty good, pretty good one. It's <laughs> clever. Um, <laughs> I like that. That was a good one. Um, let's get right into this, gentlemen, with a Nikki Keela's random stat quiz. It's random. <laughs> The yeah. New York Knicks are playing very well. They got nine straight wins. A great team. It's been fun to watch them. The second best team currently is the Washington Wizards with seven straight wins. I just it was a stat that I had noticed this morning, which I was like, wow, that's amazing. But wow. You, wow. But can one of you tell me what NBA team stopped the number one and number two longest win streaks in NBA history? Mm. The Milwaukee Bucks. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> I couldn't I remember if it was that. the Bucks or the or the Celtics. So here's how I, because because now I wouldn't have known that unless you said they did both of them. So here's why I know. Okay. A when the Warriors went on their long win streak a couple years ago, they had a really really tight game against the Celtics where they just edged it out, and then the following day they played a really shitty Bucks team and they lost. Yeah, I want to say that was a. That's, I want to say that was a Brandon Knight led Bucks team, if I recall. That is correct. Yeah, that's December correct. 12, that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I could not uh, remember. Um, that's why I, I couldn't remember if uh, it, it was, was the, the Celtics or the Bucks because yeah. I knew I knew that sequence of games, mm-hmm. but I could not remember. <clears throat> Which team won and which team played them tough? Yeah. So, I remembered yeah. watching that game. Interesting, interesting game. enough that the that twenty it was a twenty eight game win streak by the Warriors. It was a regular season one because it's and it started in the fourteen fifteen season. They paused it for the playoffs and then it continues in the fifteen sixteen season. So it, it was like their sixty seven and fifteen season and then their seventy three and nine season. That was the the back to back when they started that. Uh, very well. The best, the wildest thing is the best one ever is the Lakers, 33, the 71 72 season. Yep. Um, they ended at season 69 and 13. So I think they just won like all the games at one point and then they were just like, all right, we're good. Well, I think go. they went on, we I think they went on two 20 plus win streaks uh, like that same season. Dang, I'm pretty well, sure. Let me see if I can find them again. 
the next Lakers team is the 99-2000 with 19. So no on that whole 20 thing. It's just just a 33 Jay, thing. Jay. Jay and I are over here laughing. I just oh, I, I got a notification at? on my phone. It was a meme that was said to be by uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a group chat with my friends on Instagram. <laughs> and so I just immediately sent it to you guys. And it is stupid. Uh, and this is really good radio. People definitely, this is good. Like they're they're it's enjoying perfect. us laughing at something that they can see. But. <laughs> Great job, guys. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, Nikki, go I like right when you like actual... something I send you while we're like talking. To you. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm talking. being, if I'm being honest, I am I, I am a student of the going to school with a phone on you. That's the kind of student I was. So AKA I am a master at using like six screens all while talking to people. It's terrible. I shouldn't have this good. Like I shouldn't be this good at it, but I am. I don't like that. I am weirdly either. Good. It makes me, it gives me an ex- built in excuse to like get distracted. Like right now I'm talking to you like fully trans, like fully aware of what I'm saying while also scrolling through Instagram when I know I shouldn't. Yeah. Cause we're both, we, you know, we're all. <laughs> yeah, I know. You. I, uh, do okay. I do it all the time when you guys are just like talking and I'm not included in the conversation. I'm just like, oh, let's see what's going on a hinge. <laughs> I got, I got the, I got the laptop up while I'm like when I work and then I, I have the dual like the the extra monitor and I do that while we podcast. Uh, but generally while I work, I'll also just like throw a show on because like I'm working from home, so I'll throw a show on my iPad and just like kind of like pay a little bit of attention to that or like I'll listen to a podcast. Sometimes I listen to this podcast. But like I said, I just usually skip forward when you guys are talking. Just listen to myself. Bitch. Um, I believe I said that a couple episodes and, ago. So And they say millennials aren't all riddled with ADHD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. Because <laughs> like I just I'm like, oh, we're about to hit we're minute 15. We have not talked about actual basketball yet. <laughs> Talk about basketball. We, we, we are AKA names and shit, you know. Those are yeah, AKA names. Great. We did the stat quiz, which is truly like the only part that I listen to of the podcast. I listen to the beginning. Uh, once we get to the, the quiz is over, I'm like, well, my favorite part of the show is over. <laughs> I just love <laughs> attention. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, let's move on, guys. The I've already talked about it. The Knicks are playing quite well. Quite well. Nine straight. Nine straight wins. Uh, they're currently fourth in the East at 34 and 27. I think it's pretty much fair to say they have now made the playoffs. Uh, Julius Randle is having a great year. All-star. He's scoring 24 points a game, 10.5 rebounds. Six assists on 46% from the field, 42% from three. Beautiful. Uh, I want to know, is Julius Randle a certified star player? And do we think the Knicks can actually maybe, you know, cause some trouble in the playoffs? Uh, Jay, I'd like to hear your thoughts first on uh, the greatness that is Julius Randle, apparently. Man, and the- this is like, this is really tough for me to answer. I can't remember any players in recent memory who are doing who have done something similar to what Julius Randle has done this year, which is basically like eight years of like productive NBA basketball, but not even remotely like touching stardom. And then just all of a sudden, boom, skyrocketing into not only an all-star, but like he's going to be in, he's going to be in the MVP voting. Like he'll probably finish top five this year in MVP. Like that seems very likely based on where the Knicks currently are and the production that, you know, he's the number one ISO player in basketball this year. Number one ISO player in basketball. Now, a lot of that That's has to do amazing. with the fact that James Harden's been out for a good portion of the season, but like number one ISO player in basketball, top 10 three point shooter in the league this year. Um, and just like scores at will. Like I, 
I, I, and we've talked about this a lot at this point, just about Julius Randle this season. But like, I've been, a, I was a big Julius Randle guy when he was coming out of Kentucky. I always wanted this for him. I really hope that he's a bona fide star. I need to see it again next year. That'll be what I'll say. Like this could be a this could be a blip on the radar. I just need to see it one more time. Yeah. But, see, uh, I'll actually counter that point because uh, I, I like he has played extremely. Like, he he averaged like. 23 or 22 last year uh he averaged like 25 or something in new orleans like played some really good bat like like not good like I, but it's not like really good basketball no. it's like just scoring yeah. a lot putting up big numbers on bad That's teams it. and now he's still doing that while leading a team that has been historically for the last like roughly 10 years you know i mean i know that i think they won i think they won their division in 2013 when they had carmelo that was about the last year that they were actually like really any good um and yeah, he has he has elevated this. The guy's getting buckets at will. He's doing whatever he wants to do yeah. on the floor. It's actually incredible. He's pulling up off the dribble. He's uh, he's taking guys to the tin. He is you know playing underneath. Um, he's catching and shooting. Like he's just doing everything. He's Play still grabbing makes. a ton of boards. Play makes like crazy. His, his defense has improved drastically. Shout out Thibodeau because like you have to. You have to think that that's that's a product of playing for for Tibbs. Um, I'm I'm willing to say he's a bona fide star, man. This guy just took the reins of a fucking absolutely abysmal franchise, and it has brought them back to the playoffs. He's made New York Knicks basketball fun again. Yeah. And like, I don't want to sell you know the rest of that team short because uh, like R.J. Barrett's playing well. Um, like that, you know, Austin Rivers is somehow like playing really well. Well, he's been um, for a while. But I he was, was playing well though. Well, was playing well, I should say. Sorry, yes, yeah. you're, you're correct. Uh, Alfred Payton is the weakest link on that team. I do not think there is a worse starter in the league than Alfred Payton right now. Um, but somehow they're dragging Alfred Payton's bum ass. Sorry, I'll never get over us draft Orlando drafting that guy. So any opportunity I have to take shots at him, I'm, I'm gonna. Well, the only that. thing that he adds um, positive is you like, contractually he does play defense. Too, like like man. his defense has been terrible this season. But he terrible. but he can slot into that team defensive scheme that Tibbs has like. I yeah. mean, he's playing, right? I mean, that they've, they're one of the top defenses in the league for a reason. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, they're they're first in opponents' points per game. They are also twenty six in points per game. So they do not score a lot. Uh, one hundred six point nine per game, but they only give up one hundred four point seven. So, if Ted, you, let's talk about that in sort of the perspective of playoffs. If is you, that good of a is that defense good enough to actually do something in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, also, I, I just want to say, sorry, I kept, I kept trying to cut you off. Cause like, I got real no, excited good. about what I was about to say. Uh, if you, Nikki, if you just read those stats off and you said, who coaches this team? Like Tom Thibodeau is, is a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah like, for sure, for they're, sure. they're last in pace. They're towards the bottom in total offense, but they guard the fuck yep. out of yep. you. Um, yes, that is, it is possible to win in the playoffs with playing defense like that. Um, are they, they uh, you know what? Look, I'm not saying these guys are making the conference finals or anything like that. I'm not getting crazy here, but the thing is you're a top seed in, in the East. You don't want to play that team. You absolutely don't like, you don't want to like, cause they're going to, they're going to make your series a rock fight and they're going to make it tough. They're going to be physical. They're going to play good defense. They're going to make you uncomfortable. And then like, once you, you know, let's assume you win that series like that make you you're, you're you're probably a little more physically, mentally drained moving into the next, you know, going up against the next team you face. Um, and yeah, look, I'll tell you what, man, this is kind of off topic, but like, it's like when you, when you read those numbers, you're like, wow, man, that must be like kind of a boring, like grinded out form of basketball to play. I watched more Knicks basketball this season than I have 
in probably the last eight it years. It is combined. weird, right? It is weird because they're not like a, they're and not it's a entertaining to watch. Well, I think I think this is the reason. Yes, it's 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 slow, quote unquote, and it is you know they're not the best offense, and it, they are the best defense. So it's a lot of like sort of dog fights, but it's a fast pace. It's not actual '90s slogs of 85 to 88 games. They're still everyone's still scoring a hundred. People are shooting well. The Knicks move the ball very well on offense. Uh, we haven't really mentioned it, but Derrick Rose has been yeah, really that's been a good addition for them. That he really has been a good addition for them. He helped that. He's helped that team step it up. Can't believe what? we're yet again talking about how great he is, but he do he's doing a good job. So what is outrageous to me is that like we're talking about pace, right? And like, uh, yeah, '90s were whatever. The early 2000s was just a lot of ISO ball, so pace wasn't great then either. The pace that we watch these days is it's outrageous. Like the pace that the teams are playing at what is mind boggling is it is still not even like close to the pace of the 1980s. Like that always blows my mind. Like if you look at like, like pace per year, like average team pace per year and you put like this, like it's like, it's like number one, like 1984, number two, 1988, number three, 1987, number five, like 2016, number six, 1983. Like it's just, it's outrageous. You know what it is? Just just a whole lot of cocaine and running. Okay. Like, go, 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 pass it, pass it, shoot, fuck, yeah, you missed that it. Was a, that was side. a different type of athlete. Those guys were built different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I have a question. Does this uh, give uh, Tibbs a chance at uh, Coach of the Year? What are we thinking? Tibbs is playing really well. They they're currently have the ninth best <laughs> record in the NBA. I would I would say yes if it wasn't for Monty Williams. Yeah, Phoenix. exactly, exactly. That is true. Phoenix is pretty. I, great. I would say yes uh, if it wasn't for Coach Chris Paul. Uh, yeah, Phoenix. that too. That too. No, I agree. I think Tibbs like definitely number two. Like I, you'd be hard pressed. Like even Quinn Snyder is just like, mm, they were probably going to finish the with one is, seed. Like the Jazz have been kind of doing this consistently. Like they're, they're obviously what, playing better than they, they have. <laughs> yeah. But like Quinn Snyder, like you, like Quinn Snyder's getting the most out of those guys. Like he, and he, he, he consistently has been. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Monty it Williams, who, like, I just want to say, I have been on the Monty, and Jay, I know you have too, because you and I have talked at length about this, but like, we have been on the Monty Williams bandwagon for a long fucking time. Yeah. And it is like, I'm so happy to see the success that he's having. Right. No, it's been great. It's yeah, been great it's they've been uh, he was in the back wonderful. The ball. Like he took them to the playoffs, and they didn't. He was a great coach. They did Orleans. not give him his just due. Like it's crazy that they fired him as quickly as they did. Like they were just making progress. It was yeah, it was insane. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, well, that's all right. Let's let's move over to another coach who is doing a great job, but isn't gonna isn't gonna win coach of the year. But I'd still like to discuss, as well as a team that's being doing way way better than anyone expected. At 33 and 27, fifth in the East, the Atlanta Hawks are currently 21 and 10 ever since Nate McMillan took over as head coach. That's insane. I, I was going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you were going to. I thought I was trying to. I was, if I'm being honest, you I was lured trying to me like, back. Do a good job just like hyping up the next thing we we're going to talk about. I was going to let Jay do his thing for a little bit. 
I would schmooze and then you can come right back in with the hot takes. But you were like, fuck peeing. I'll piss myself as long I, that's as That's what I'm saying. Like, my, brain, like, oh. my brain went so many different ways. I was like, did he just pee in the corner? Like, what happened? <laughs> what well, I got to take a little pee-pee break. But I put this topic on the rundown oh. strictly because I want to be petty towards Jay. Mm-hmm. So I'll let Jay go first. Okay. But I just... That's why I came back. Got it. Thank you for the preface. Go pee. Go pee. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's it's astonishing, man. It really is astonishing what they've done since Nate McMillan came in. And we've talked about them quite a bit since they've, you know, they went on that long win streak after he came in um, for Lloyd Pierce after Lloyd Pierce was, was, you know, fired. I, it, it's it's interesting. He's made some adjustments. Now, I will say this. The one thing that's definitely helped him out is they are now healthier than when Lloyd Pierce was coaching. Like when Lloyd Pierce was coaching, um, uh, Danilo was out. Um, um, Bogdanovich was out. Uh, 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 Okiki. Not not Okiki. Not Okiki. Um, the center that they drafted out of USC. Now I'm forgetting his name. I was just thinking. Um the, sorry, give me one second. I'm looking it up right now. I don't remember his name all of a sudden. Let me see if I can find it. Onyeka yes. Akanu came in injured. Okonwu. He wasn't playing. Sorry, I can't. I was like, I'm going to say this name wrong. He wasn't playing. Uh, you know, that definitely hurt Lloyd Pierce. What's really helping is Nate McMillan has unleashed uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like, Bogdan's been stupid good since he came back from injury. Danilo, like, will give you some games. Um, he's and Clint Capella has been a fucking revelation this year for that team. Like Clint Capella has been like so many people were like, maybe he can bring some of what he did in Houston to Atlanta. If he does like a pick and roll with Trey young, but he's just like, and he's done some of that, but he's, he's very much been his own man in the way that he gets his points and the way that he protects the rim, that he rim runs. Like he's just, he's been a savage this year. I did think that that Trey young injury was going to be a lot worse than it ended up being. It looks like he's going to be fine. He's going to come back. Yes, but the, way, like the right. way he went down, I was like, well, there goes the playoffs. But um, John Collins is coming back pretty soon. Like they're going to have a really interesting run in the playoffs, but yeah, shout out to Nate, Mc, Nick, Nate McMillan, man. Like he, again, players got healthy when Nate McMillan came into the, into the seat. So that definitely helped him. Lloyd Pierce had a lot of injuries he was dealing with, with and a bunch of other bullshit with John Collins and Trey young, but look, man, kudos to the Hawks, man. They're fun. Kevin Horter's fun. Like, you know, maybe Deandre Hunter comes back. Like that was a big injury too. But if he comes back about around playoff time, like, and John Collins comes back or his minutes restriction, and goes like up. They're a fun team, man. They are. I also would like to point out not to jinx them in any way, but, as it stands, Tony Snell could become the first player ever to have 50% from the field, 50% from three, and 100% from the free throw Dude, line. He's shooting, I think they. I think I was I was listening to a low post earlier, I think he's shooting like 61% from three for the last three months. I don't, he's been doing, I mean, like, it's on two and a half shots per game. It's not like he's shooting all the, like, all the time, but... He is a defensive player who finally, like, you can't sag off when he's on offense. He can hit the threes if needy. I think he's leading the league in three-point percentage right now. Like, he means, like, the minimum requirement, but, like, I'm pretty sure he's leading the league in three-point percentage this year. He's shooting 57% from three. Insane, dude. That is insane. 57% from three, 51.7% from three. So he has a better chance of making a shot if he shoots it from three than anywhere else on the floor. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. His shooting percentage goes percentage goes down once he leaves the three yeah, point. He has been really like impactful for them. I wasn't I was gonna say good, but that's the overselling it. No, it's just like a weird sort of thing. All right. <clears throat> now that we've done all our schmoozing, Jay has made his point, and your bladder's now empty, hopefully for the rest of the show. 
little baby bladder. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> Ted, <laughs> Ted, please let us know why uh, Nate McMillan's great, why you're such a smart person, and why the Hawks are going to win the championship this I year. I hate this. <laughs> Shout out to Nate McMillan. Sometimes known as Mr. Sonic from his NBA playing days. Sure. Shout out to me for <laughs> talking about several teams that should have hired Nate McMillan as their head coach. Oh, cut his mic. Shame on the Portland Trailblazers who let Nate McMillan <laughs> go. Shame on the Indiana Pacers who let Nate McMillan go because Nate McMillan is a premier coaching talent in the NBA and the guy has consistently overachieved with every roster that he has had and now he has a talented roster and it's a big old fuck you to everybody else. You included, okay, Jay, because I threw place. his name out there a number of times, and you were like, they can't hire Nate McMillan. They won't shoot enough threes. <laughs> Fuck that. Hawks are playing great. They're as good as anybody in the East when they are fully healthy. Uh, they have, they, they've gone from shooting 39 threes a game in their 34 games with uh, Lloyd Pierce as the head coach to now shooting 33, which puts them at 19th in the league, down from 12th. Um and they are scoring efficiently. They're playing good defense. They're sharing the rock. They had a game uh, last weekend where, uh, last Saturday, where uh, Kevin Herter, uh, Bogdanovich, Clint Capella, and Trey Young combined for 105 of their 109 points. Um, this team is really fucking good. They're very well coached. Their offense is super fluid. It is, it, they, they, I, we talked about this a number of times at the beginning of the year. A lot of their offense was Trey Young dribble around and shoot the ball or find somebody open. Now they are passing the ball well. They're playing good defense. Uh, they had some chemistry issues, some locker room issues earlier in the season. Those seem to be um, like pretty much over and done with. This is a team that is fun to watch, and this is a team that you absolutely do not want to run into in the playoffs. Um, look, they're on fire right now. Like it's hard for any team to keep up this level of like, you know, like the way that they're winning games and just like, you know, like the, the rate, then the, the clip that they're winning games at, but I'll tell you what, man, I'll take this team against any team in the East. They're fun to watch. They're very talented. The only team that I think that is head and shoulders better than them in the East is is Brooklyn. And like it's yet to be seen like if Brooklyn will be at full health at any point, like full strength. Um, but you give me these guys against the Bucks. You give me these guys against the Sixers. Who like I've been a big fan of the Sixers. I've been a big proponent of the Sixers this season. I mean, you give me th- this team against anybody in the East, and <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I feel good. Um, also, you know, I do want to I do want to make something very clear. My pettiness towards Jay is like sometimes like seems a little more like real than it actually oh, is. I just think it's hilarious whenever I have an opportunity. Cool. So, well, I'll give you one 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 last chance just by asking a question that I know Ted also put on the rundown. Um, Jay, do you think it's too late to apologize to Russell Westbrook? <sighs> too late to apologize. Listen, I said it's too late. Too late. I will. I'll say this. Yeah. I'll say this. He has been really good the last couple of weeks. So much so that the Washington Wizards are going on a, what are they, seven-game win streak right now? Um, yep, currently, at yeah. this rate, they're going to be in the playing tournament. That's great. And if I'm a, if I'm the – I got to be honest. We haven't talked – we haven't really talked about this, but, like, 
seven versus eight, then nine versus ten? What the fuck? Like, that's just a weird way to do it. Why wouldn't you do seven versus ten and eight versus nine? That's so fucking weird to me. Like, now, well, it, the, 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 the seven and eight gets, it's for the seventh seed. If you lose that one, you get one more chance for the eighth seed. Oh, and if you lose that one, oh, then oh, fuck oh, you. That's pretty, because it's seven and eight. The winner of that gets the seventh seed. I and see. then the loser of that has to play the I winner see. of the ninth. Okay, that I'm, so it's, that I'm, a, I'm still not, if I still think it's, in a sense, if you're seven or eight, you have a better chance of making it. Okay, because it's now like look, you have to you have to fuck up twice to not now make it. I in the playoffs, now I understand. Here's here's what I'll say to that. So that that I'm actually I still okay don't with. Like now it, that I, I'm more okay with it. I'm more fan. okay with that than than I was before. Um, because I just thought it was like cool one game playoff. Like if you're the seven, like what I was going to say was, if Washington's the seven, the ten seed, Russell Westbrook can win one game just like by himself pretty easily especially the way he's playing right now. If I'm the seven seed in the East, definitely don't want to play Washington right now. If the way that Russ has been playing recently, like he is that caliber of player where like he, all, he only needs one game. He'll put you away. So he's, the way it would work is at the moment, Washington would have to go past Indiana. Yep. As the nine seed. If they were to win that, then they would, lo- they would go up against the loser between Miami at the seven seed and the Hornets at the eight right. seed. A Hornets seed team that might actually well, get Lamelo ball yeah. back. Yeah, we'll see if he's at. Did he not? He I was thought he was playing today. Maybe I was wrong. Played. I was watching that you game, might, yeah, you but I wasn't right. watching it closely. I was I was posted up on the couch with an eye mask on and a thirty ounce tumbler full of uh, ice water, just having myself a, a fine little Sunday. <laughs> uh, and they nice were they, they they actually I just checked the score of that game. Um, they were and are beating the fucking piss out of the Celtics. Uh, it's one twenty-two wow. to one hundred and one with a minute left in the game. Yeah, I right saw now, some of the highlights so. of Miles Bridges and Jason Tatum talking to each other. Oh wow! So then it might be actually Boston coming down at seven after that loss. Maybe I don't know. You have to. So, think, anyways, you have to think that some of the Wizards players are probably pissed at themselves because they've probably helped Scott Brooks keep his job. <laughs> yeah. Year. Well, Jeff, we can only we can only blame Russell Westbrook. He's done that at, in in multiple occasions now. In multiple places, well, the guy just Scott Brooks no no matter what he does, unplayable. he can't get rid of Scott Brooks. 100%. He can't escape. <laughs> oh boy, you know you never shake me, who darling, because you'll always be always my Brody. No, love it. Lots um, singing on this is a musical themed. Yep, yep, uh, yep, yep. This is the yeah. not since not since the what's new Pussycat slaps episode mm. have we uh, been this musically inclined. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, hey, let's 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 keep on talking about uh, um, people who've won MVPs in previous seasons. Because uh, uh, Steph Curry listened to us last week uh, talk about him and said, "Hey guys, I ain't fucking done yet." <laughs> continued playing his fucking ass off and is now making a legitimate case to what he says is he should be the MVP. Should Steph Curry be considered and maybe actually win MVP this season? Tad, I'm going to let you go first. Currently, real quick, Golden State's 30 and 30. They're 30 for 30. Uh, And in 10th place. Again, a person who could win those uh, like a man by himself could win those games in the play-in tournament true let's talk though steph curry chances of mvp slight yes but crazy Ted? okay 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 we talked mvp a lot this year uh it, it feels like the race changes uh yes every 
like every week. Like we, I feel like the conversation gets different every week. I understand that they're like not a top team in the West. They're not, you know, exactly what I would call a title contender, but Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like it is unbelievable watching that man on a basketball court. And that team is not very good. And yet they win games solely on the back of him. And so if we're talking from a most valuable player standpoint, it's hard to argue that Steph is not the most valuable player in the NBA. Like what that man does on a nightly basis. Like I, I try to watch every warriors game. I can solely because like at some point this is going to come to an end because father time, as we all know is undefeated. I'll just use that old cliche phrase. But like, Jesus Christ, man, like I watched him hit a fucking three the other night. He like went behind the back, went off a screen, then went between his legs to hit a step back. I don't think he looked at the fucking rim. And like it it was it was literally just like nothing but net. I mean, it's outrageous. Like what that man can do on a basketball court is just like if you're not watching Steph every opportunity that you get, then you're doing yourself a disservice as an NBA fan because like this is some of the greatest basketball like you'll ever witness in, in your entire life. Yeah, that's real. Um, and it's just so pure. Like everything, like it's it's not, you know, he's not playing bully ball, you know. I'm not and I'm not like, you know, I'm I'm not trying to throw any shade at Zion here, but you know, like he's not, you know, bullying his way into the lane and throwing down these crazy dunks, but like the things that he's doing are it's just it's crazy. And uh Look, I mean, I think Jokic is probably going to win MVP. A little stat that I threw here on the rundown is that Jokic has more double doubles than Joel Embiid has games played this season, which is kind of crazy. Um, oh my goodness, Tad. Before you say but, one more, before you speak one more word, I want you to be very thoughtful about what you say about Nikola Jokic in these next sentences, because as we know, your words are very powerful. So I want you to think long and hard before you say something about Nikola Jokic and do anything to hurt my poor doughy friend. Okay. I want you to think very, very well. carefully about the next words that come out of your mouth. Go ahead. I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to put a little thing. Real I'll, quick. I'll just we close have... with this. Oh, sorry, Nikki, go ahead. No, go, no, you're, go for it. I was just going to say to me right now, the way he's playing, the way he's played all season, what he's done for that Warriors team, Steph should be MVP, but you can't be mad if they give it to Jokic. That's it. I'm going to stop yeah. because I, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Nope. I don't want anything bad to happen. Yeah. Word. I, okay, here we go. We're going to move on. If we don't talk about it, just shut up and move on. I would like to point out Steph Curry, currently the most points he's ever averaged in his career this season, 31.2. Wow. The third least amount of assists he's ever averaged in his career, 5.8. Oh, he should be passing to Juan Toscano Anderson more. I know, right? Uh, and this is his second highest uh, free throw percentage in his career for a season at nine twenty four. Yeah, I mean, statistically, his his season is, man is playing insane. Well. I think to Taz's point, like a lot of people, some of the pundits have tried to compare like this Steph season to the season where Russ won the uh, won the MVP, yeah, the and they're speed. like, well, they weren't they weren't a top three seed and he still won it. It was like, yeah, but they still won 60 games. And like, they were a six seed that year. And like, they, they were better than this team, like far better than this team, this team. But the thing is, so this bad. is the, this is the, this is the worst team in NBA history without him. Like we're, this yeah. team wins eight games without, him. I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, it's so funny to think too, like if we backtrack to like the beginning of the season where we like, well, the Warriors are clearly bad. And also Steph might be washed. And now we're just like, everybody's an idiot. How quickly we forget. <laughs> is an idiot. The NBA yeah. is such a, what have you done for me lately league? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, like how quickly we forget, you know, the guy basically sits out two seasons 
And then he's like, y'all motherfuckers thought I was finished. You know, it's funny. Like, um, you mentioned like how we talked about the MVP so much. Simmons brought up on his his podcast this week. I forget who he was interviewing, but he made up, he made a good point where he was just like, it feels like we talk about the MVP way too early in the season compared to how we used to like the MVP conversation used to be like a second half of the season type of conversation of like, all right, now it's like, we've seen an entire half of the season. Let's start having the MVP conversation. It feels like now within the first week, we're like, Oh, there we go. James Harden, Kevin Durant, no question. MVP this year. Well, I mean, let's be honest. That's because we're in a, like an, an information society. So everyone's like, everyone's like, who's currently up, up to the minute stats. Yeah. This is this season in particular. Who's going to so be the interesting MVP? Because like, there's been so many names that have been thrown out there, and they've all, except for, yeah, I mean, they've all to some extent kind of like swap positions throughout the year, right? Like at the beginning of the season, we're just like, oh, well, this is LeBron's MVP to take. Like, it's just he's he's out, he's out for blood. Then it was like, well, no, Joel Embiid's playing really well. Holy shit! Now, granted, there was injuries involved. Um, then it was like, oh, maybe Dame. Oh. Why aren't we talking about CP3? Oh, Steph's playing really well. Then, like, Jokic, obviously, like, what he's doing this year. And also, even post-losing Jamal Murray, they're 7-3 in their last 10 games. And it does it does help that Michael Porter's been playing pretty well. But, like, Jokic yeah. is a fucking monster, dude. Can we – I want to say one thing. And this just, like – I want to go back to what Jay said about me being careful with what I say because the last episode I was on – I said, why aren't we talking about Donovan Mitchell for MVP? And I think that night or the next day, he sprained his ankle. Yeah, you're dangerous. So you're dangerous. I'm very concerned about Nikolai Jokic yeah. and Steph Curry's you just, health. You just ended his moving career. forward. You just ended both of his careers. Oof, you, got, you just keep saying it. I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't like that either one of you are talking yeah, about dude. it. So we're going to move on. Hurt to um, speaking of hurt, LeBron James hurt hasn't come back yet. But Anthony Davis made his return. He's played. Uh, okay. He's rusty. He hasn't played 30 games. Uh, so it's been a minute for my guy. Um, but, you know, things are a little shaky in Los Angeles right now. Currently sitting fifth in the West, 35 and 25. Um, I, you know, we all know that once LeBron shows up, things usually end up being okay. But for now, it's a little trouble in L.A. Uh, Frank Vogel says that the changes are coming. Um, Montrez Herald was given a does not play coach's decision. When asked about a couple of things uh, pertaining to the team, Marcus Saul was quoted in saying, uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Don't ask me. I just work here. Smart move, Mark. Uh, what's going on in L.A. right now, guys? What's it's? I know, let's be honest, probably in the long run, everything, ev- all ailments are cured by LeBron James. But what currently is going on in Los Angeles? They don't look great together. It's just been a weird season with all the injuries. They're just like, it's just a weird season. And now like, you know, guys got brought in who thought that they were going to have more meaningful minutes. They don't have those minutes now. Like Montrez has kind of been relegated sort of kind of to the bench to some extent. Same as Marcus soul. Like there's a lot of unhappy people who got brought in to contribute. And like, you know, they go out and get Andre Drummond and they like, you know, Frank Vogel's shaking his lineups up and, and playing a little bit smaller. Like Marquise Morris is playing center minutes. Like it's just a really, it's a weird, it's been a weird season for them overall. I, I will say this, the poor Nuggets. It's so bad. If, if the season were to finish today, they're playing the Lakers in the first round and that means that they're out in the first round, which really sucks. Oh yeah. I didn't even see that. That's wild. I mean, a healthy, a healthy LeBron and AD in the first round, like the Lakers are still the favorite in the West. For sure. And not to mention, it's not like they're catching up to the third. That third is 43-19 Clippers. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's catching. That 1-2-3 for the West is locked. 1-2-3 for the East is locked. They might switch a little bit at the top spots. 
but the one and two is going to be either Phoenix or the Jazz, and then in the East is going to be either the Sixers or the Nets, and then the three seeds definitely be Milwaukee and then the Clippers. Yeah. Like I feel like, I feel like that's kind of like set in stone at this point. There's got to be something crazy happening for them to catch up. But yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be going to be rough. I think they have too many egos. Oh, for sure. Like Marcus All, you're not you're not what yeah. you used to be, but he seems to have take be taking umbrage with like the way he's being utilized. Yeah. It's like, bro, like watching you move around there on the floor is is like you're plotting, man. Like it, like it's just he's he's just not what he what he was, and like that's you know just kind of what happens. And I know it's hard for those guys to to accept that when you've been this like competitor your entire life, sure, you played this game at an extremely high level your entire life. Montrez Harrell definitely thinks he's better than he actually is. Um, and like, I mean, this is the thing, man. They replaced Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee with two guys who were willing to accept the role that they had and do things to the betterment of the team with Marcus soul, who is, I mean, by all accounts like this, I, this might be Marcus soul's last year. Um, and Montrez Harrell, who like seems to be unwilling, like he seems to think that he's a star player. Um, and there are a handful, like not a handful. There are a number of centers that I would take before Montrez Harrell. Yeah. Um, you know, and so uh, to me, it's like, you're, you're like, you know, it, it as a coach, it's hard to keep control of that locker room. And then when you don't have LeBron playing to, you know, like basically kind of help manage that, it makes it more difficult. Now, like, you know, Nikki, Nikki said, like, you know, ailments will be cured by LeBron coming back. But I mean, without like, hopefully like Anthony Davis can like get back to form. Like it's going to take a little bit of time. Obviously there's, there's nothing you can do. You can't simulate playing in an NBA game. Right. And when you've been off for that long, like it's going to take a little bit of time to shake the rust off. It's not like, um, you know, he's going to be playing poorly or, or, or anything like that. But I mean, yeah, I I'd say there's a little, there's a little, there's a little cause to be concerned or there, you know, there's, there's some cause for concern with the Lakers. It's certainly not time to, you know, uh, start smashing the panic button. Yeah, it'll blow over. But uh, it always does. Yeah, you know. But uh, you know, I, I'd say like th- this team. This team is certainly not as good as the one that won the title last year. Mm. I think it's tough to On say paper, that. I think it's tough. I think it's tough to, to like have that. They just haven't played together that long, that much this year. Like it's just so it's so hard to have that stance. Like they haven't been at like full strength for the entirety of the season. Outside of like very early in the beginning of the season, I, 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 that's that's fine. I stand by what I said. Damn, pull on the ground, son. Damn, pull on the ground. Conviction. Boom. I mean, I think I think I truly think, like you already said, I think the role players of last year did a better job than so far the role players of the team this year. Because I think a lot of them are like, I should be getting, like you said, more minutes, bigger role. But it's like when you are on LeBron James' team. You're 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 a piece. You're not a person. You go in the corner. You set me a pick. You go back to the corner, and then I'll give you the ball. When you play that's, on LeBron's that's LeBron team, James land. When you play on LeBron's team, if you're not a guy on the level of Kyrie, Dwayne Wade, Anthony Davis, and so on, you are a piece he's, of laundry with a number pick. on it. That that's it. Oh, that's all you are. Yep. When the new Space Jam movie comes out, he doesn't. He's not going to remember anyone's names. He's just going to be like. Four, rip jersey, <laughs> chick, go to the corner. Oof. Gray rabbit, the whole thing. Tan rabbit, black duck. Oof. <laughs> Don't do that Oof. one. What? He is a, he's a black dog. Oof. He's black. That is. Well, we, we just, can I'm, say I'm, it. I you can't to, say it. I, ref, I referred to, bro, you can't say it either. 
Uh, short, uh, short, short pig man with speech impediment. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, look, man. Bill Murray basically did that. He's like, all right, guy bunny, you kick the ball to the girl yeah. bunny. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened. That's what happened. Yeah, he illustrated like that's, fucking. That's how LeBron James treats actual NBA <laughs> games. If you're not Kyrie Irving or Anthony Davis, uh, uh, why do you think Kevin Love was so mad? He was like, pretty white guy, go in the corner. Then you're gonna say he's like, I got a name, it's Kevin. He's like, shut up, pretty boy, get me the ball, <laughs> and then if I don't have a shot, I'll get you the ball and you hit it. That's it. That's what's yeah. happening. I just here. I just had this revelation fit in not out uh when when in, in the <laughs> original Space Jam, when Bill Murray draws up that play he basically says like they pass the ball they give the ball to Michael he goes to the hole and dominates which is interesting because I'm pretty sure Scott Brooks took that whole thing and that was his <laughs> yeah. coaching strategy for his entire career <laughs> Way to bring it back. <laughs> Look at you. Um, let's move let's move on over to the final subjects of the day. Um Nike and Kobe Incorporated have parted ways. Um and the actual incorporation has recently I think it said it was like thirteen different um uh trademarks, including like the Mamba logo, like do it for Gigi the Kobe logo, all that sort of stuff is all now under Kobe incorporated. No longer will be with uh, Nike. So I just want to kind of see what's, what's going on the next step for Kobe shoe. Cause they have like, they were coming out with stuff for like, tr- like clothes, merchandising. It's all going to be under Kobe's family's name now. Uh, I think you guys know I'm like relatively deep in the the sneaker game these days. I want to give Vanessa Bryant a huge shout out because she understands that there are people like she knows that there are people who buy these sneakers with zero desire to do anything with them other than sell them for a thousand dollars. And like, look, I've sold a couple of pairs of shoes that I've bought like and but every time I buy a sneaker, I'm like, I plan to wear this. And then sometimes I'm like, mm, you know what? I actually don't love these. I just sold a pair of tw- uh, Concord 12s to my brother. I wore them a couple times. I was like, I cannot pull these off. They don't look great. So my brother was like, yeah, I'll take them off your hands. So he was here last weekend and took those from me. Um, I respect what she's doing because like there are so many sneakers that I like. I see come up on like the sneakers app or like through Adidas or, you know, what whatever uh, whatever it is that like I'm like, oh, you know what? Those are those are dope. I, I really I, I like those. I want to wear them. But like even if it's a shoe that people can make like $20 off of reselling, like people are fighting over getting all these limited stock just so they can make like a couple bucks off selling them. And Kobe's obviously are worth more than a a couple bucks, but there have been like six Kobe releases this year. And I have tried to get every single pair of them and, and have missed them. And you know what I want them for? I want them to fucking wear them. I don't want to put them on a fucking shelf. I don't want to put them in a fucking case. I don't want to sell them to some other person for a thousand dollars. Like I just, I just want to wear them. And so what she's doing my hope is, is that this will revolutionize a lot of things. Like if they start their own brand, they sell their own sneakers, they make them accessible for people to actually be able to get them. Uh, you know, people stop maybe shooting each other over sneakers. Um, it's, it's great. And I like, I mean, shout out to her because the situation obviously that she was put in over the last year, that's tough. I mean, obviously like, 
you know, losing Kobe who had all these, you know, plans for, for, for post basketball, but obviously more significant than that, losing your husband, your child, um, going through all this family turmoil, but then also having to turn around and then manage this entire brand that Kobe has built and all these things that, that Kobe, you know, had done throughout his career and was doing post basketball. Um, and the way that she's approaching this is, is terrific. Um, a lot of love to Vanessa Bryant and what they're doing. Yeah, it's crazy to me that like so according to some of the stuff that came out and like I, I'll I'll just be fully honest like I haven't dove into it nearly as deep as as uh, I probably could have but like from what Vanessa Bryant was saying like they were they were pursuing a lifetime deal with Nike and Nike turned them down which is fascinating to me just like I it just yeah I guess I don't know what happens next I will say this like whatever happens next with the Kobe legacy and like just the Kobe Mamba brand and anything like that like. There is no there is no more popular player in the NBA today than Kobe Bryant. Like it just as far as like sneakers that are worn on court by NBA players, Kobe's dominate the court every single game. Everybody rocks Kobe's at this point. Like not everybody, but like they far and away are the most popular sneaker that are worn on the court, even surpassing Jordan at this point. Um so whatever happens, the NBA players will support 100%, which is dope because it creates to, you know, to Taz's point, like it creates an empire that supposedly Kobe was already pursuing that anyways. Like DeMar DeRozan was on the Up, uh, Up in Smoke podcast or maybe it was uh, Knuckleheads podcast. doesn't matter. He was talking about how Kobe had actually recruited him to be part of like the first core of like Mamba athletes. So he was doing something prior to his his, you know, his death where he was going to basically take the Jordan route and like go off and like create his own brand. So that was already happening. To, to Taz's point, like kudos to his wife, kudos to Vanessa for taking that on, pursuing the, the the lifetime deal with Nike, but also like recognizing that there's a market here and also like we're going to keep this legacy going no matter what we have to do. Um, it's just weird. Like if you're Nike, I don't know why you don't like there's no skin off your back, like continuing that 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 relationship. It's just weird. The whole thing was just odd. Yeah. I mean, not, not a lot of de- not many no. details have come out from what I've looked into it. There's a chance that maybe they were like going to lowball her or something. I'm sure they were. Yeah, which is also something. which is also who crazy. knows. Yeah, but it's sadly how business works sometimes. Um, all right, let's uh move on over things to stuff we're excited about, stuff we don't care about. Uh, either one of you guys excited for something coming up this Ooh, week? It's going to be eighty on Tuesday, and I'm going to the White Sox game. Ooh, there you go. Anything for you, Ted? Yeah, uh, I will not be on this podcast next Sunday. I'm not excited about that, but I am excited about the reason I won't be on this podcast, which is I'm taking a little boys trip with my three best friends to Lake Geneva to play golf, drink a lot of booze, and uh, yeah, actually, those are the only plans. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. So um, nice. yes, I like that. My thing I'm excited is uh, I started learning how to play the piano and now i know how to play i know how to play ode to joy with both hands which i I would like to say why did did you say both hands isn't that implied well no because there's a way to just play it with one hand and then there's like a backing track like with the bass notes in your left hand okay which, Jesus, I can actually Jealousy. play the like main por- portion with both my right hand and left hand. Uh, truly, like it's the only thing I can do. And is it a hard son- song to learn? No, but I felt very good being able to do it over and over and over again. So I'm going to keep doing that because that's a new form of serotonin I'm going to be chasing. 
Um, I also accidentally, while screwing around on the piano, learned how to play the beginning to Runaway. So, ooh, uh, like I that. Was like I was just messing around, and all of a sudden I was like, "Bing!" It's like, "Oh, I know that note." Ooh. Learning the, I realized what it was. Learning the piano has been a long-term goal of mine for like the last like. Likewise. So, um, so shout out to you for actually fucking doing something about it because I haven't made any yeah, I, strides or effort whatsoever I, yeah. to learn it. I was like, I'm going to start learning. Am I going to be amazing at it? Probably not. But also, like, I'm having a lot of fun already. And I have uh, very flexible hands, which is apparently a big thing for pianos because I can okay, reach okay. all of the hey, notes. Flexible hands. Wait, that's yeah. a weird flex, dude. It's a, it's a legit a flex. A a, I was just about to say it's a legit flex. I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on over to plugs then. Follow me on Twitter at tadhall underscore. And you can follow me on Instagram at tad.hall. That's T-A-D dot H-A-L-L. Uh, and you can follow me at J underscore Tila's on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the podcast at NBA pod. And you can follow at Valley Ghostbusters on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, like five stars, all those great things. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, for Jay, for Tad, I've been Nikki. This has been NBA. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye bye. I actually like that.